I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, my name is John Guidetti. Hi, I'm Jordi Amat. Hi, I'm Pablo Machin. Hi, I'm Carlos Soler. Hi, I'm Shaq Moore, and this is La Liga Lowdown. Hi everyone, welcome along. It is David Garrido here and yes, this is your whistle-stop tour through the top division of Spanish football. All the action and reaction from the weekend gone by, done and dusted inside half an hour. This is the La Liga Lowdown mini-pod with Radio Stakhanov and broadcast on Sirius XM FC 157 in North America. On the way, Messi breaks yet more records, but learning's two for Nesta Valverde. Here's Roman. Was a surprise to see Coutinho on the bench during the first half. He was subbed in for Semedo, who didn't have a bad game, but doesn't partner up with Messi the same way Sergi Roberto does. Bale inspires Real Madrid to an opening day victory with an assist and a goal. Ewan was watching. Look, he's no Cristiano Ronaldo and he's not going to score 50 goals a season. But if he stays healthy and plays like he did against Itafi, then he could come pretty close. Paco was at Mestalla for Valencia against Atletico. Honours even and two great goals. Correa scored in the first half after a beautiful pass by Antoine Griezmann, but Rodrigo levelled the game with another excellent strike after juggling the ball with his chest. From the east to the northwest, Alex was at Balaidos to see Celta Espanol, both with new bosses. Celta coach Antonio Mohamed was very pleased with some of his new signings, especially Fran Beltran, who according to the Celta boss was their best player. He was less impressed by Bruno's sister, who he says has to improve. And Betis beaten at the Benito Villamarín and what about Sevilla's super Andre Silva inspired start at Rayo Vallecano here's Chris he's a clever signing for Pablo Machin mainly because he's exactly that clever his movement is intelligent and with Machin's emphasis on wide play they need a front man that knows where and when to arrive plus there's your three word verdicts on match day one of La Liga Well, we start with the champions. Barcelona can reflect on a testing, if satisfactory, start to their title defence. Only satisfactory because it took more than an hour for them to score against obdurate Alaves. Of course, it was Lionel Messi who broke the deadlock. And who else? With the most cheeky of under-the-wall free kicks, he'd hit the bar with a previous effort and clipped the post shortly after that. So there was no World Cup hangover in evidence. His radar was well and truly on. It meant that he scored in 15 consecutive La Liga seasons. The only player ever to do that. And it was a landmark goal for Barca too. Uh, their 6,000th in league football. Guess who got the 5,000th? Yeah, 
Messi too. A Philippe Coutinho got a second, a jinkin run from left to right into the area and a rasping strike that Fernando Pacheco couldn't do anything about. And Messi finished it off in stoppage time, the calmest of left foot finishes. But serious props here to Luis Suarez, playing him in from deep with a clip ball over the top. Seriously, Messi makes the fiendishly difficult look like child's play. Now the scoreline was a little harsh on Alves, who'd set up in a robust 4-5-1 with Pacheco excellent in goal. But surely for them, the performance is what they take out of this and back to the Basque country. Well, let's chat to our new man in Barcelona, Roman de Arquer, to get the lowdown on what happened at the camp now on Saturday night. Uh, first of all, Roman, we struggle on a weekly basis to find words to describe Leo Messi. He's peerless in the game right now, even at the age of 31. And of course, now he's full-time captain, replacing Andres Iniesta. So how do you reckon he's evolving even now in his career? Well, it's surprising to see that the years go by, but Messi keeps delivering game after game. During the World Cup, we saw him struggle. But as soon as he's back with his Barcelona teammates, everything just changes radically. He just begins to shine again. Now he's the captain, and he showed us why with two goals. I think nobody in Barcelona has any doubts that he's capable of occupying the role Iniesta had until recently as captain. The team wasn't at its best in the first 45 minutes, but during halftime he said, enough, and he made sure the three points stayed at the Camp Nou. Valverde set him to play from the right, where he feels quite comfortable and has freedom to move towards the middle, where he can just get more creative, he can assist or just finish himself. But what we know for sure is that Messi is back on track. And what does coach Inés Valverde learn from this? Because they still struggle to break Alaves down. Uh, what do you make of Usman Dembele as well right now? And does Philippe Coutinho need to start going forward? Well, Usman is taking small steps, but he's definitely looking better with every game. His aim wasn't too sharp against Alaves, but he had the chances, which means he was at the right place at the right time. He's actually beginning to understand what his teammates and Valverde require from him on the pitch. Though it was a surprise to see Coutinho on the bench during the first half. He was subbed in for Semedo, who didn't have a bad game but doesn't partner up with Messi the same way Sergi Roberto does. And the change certainly had a, an impact, a positive one, because Coutinho was very electric, he pushed forward and he managed to score a goal. Near the opponent box, it seems he can be a similar replacement to Iniesta because it's where he feels more comfortable. But what we still have to find out is whether he can be Iniesta when receiving the ball closer to the halfway line, which seems very complicated because Iniesta is obviously unique. But hopefully we'll get a better idea in the next few games. Cheers for that, Roman. Uh, Barcelona's first away game of the season is at the Estadio José Sorrilla as they face newly promoted Real Valladolid on Saturday. Uh, Real Madrid, meanwhile, got off to a good enough start, bouncing back from their UEFA Super Cup defeat in extra time to Atletico with a 2-0 victory at home to Getafe. A derby of sorts, and Julian Lopetegui left out some big names. Courtois, Varane, Casemiro, Modric, all on the bench against a side he knew would be feisty and physical. But Madrid were the dominant Force. They created plenty of chances. A Gareth Bale header hitting the bar before he crossed for David Soria to punch and not particularly cleanly. And a cushioned header from Danny Carvajal looped back over him for the opener. Uh, the second goal from Bale came just six minutes into the second half to snuff out any thoughts of a comeback from Jose Bordalas' side. Marco Asensio profiting from a Janet error to deliver the assist. Asensio himself hit the post with a fierce strike after that, but 2 0 it finished, job done. So let's chat to Lally Galodown's Ewan McTeer to delve a bit deeper. Ewan, how much did Gareth Bell thrive in the first league game of the post-Cristiano Ronaldo era? And who else made a good claim to try and nail down a starting spot under Lepetegui? Gareth Bale was everything he needed to be for this opening weekend. He was creator, provider, goal scorer and leader, setting up Danny Carvajal's opener and then scoring one for himself in the second half. 
Look, he's no Cristiano Ronaldo and he's not going to score 50 goals a season, but if he stays healthy and plays like he did against Hitafi, then he could come pretty close. I found it interesting that he linked up so well with Marco Asensio and that these two players kept switching flanks and interchanging with Karim Benzema, like a real-life pre-fimbles covering a ball game. Tony Cruz was excellent too and completed 98% of his passes, but one other player who may have made a case for more game time was Nacho. As blasphemous as that sounds, considering Real Madrid already have Ramos and Buran, he was just so, so, so good. And Hetafe were typical Hetafe, putting men behind the ball, disrupting the game. I mean, it almost got them into Europe last season, but how far do you think that philosophy is likely to get them this campaign? Very far. Potentially all the way to Gdansk, host city of the 2020 Europa League final. You've heard it here first. OK, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I am all in on Hetafe because they've improved over the summer and, as you mentioned, they were already so close to Europa League qualification last campaign. They've kept coach Jose Bordelas, as well as important players like Jenny, Markel Bergara, Mauro Amrabari, Angel Rodriguez and Jorge Molina. While they've added talent in the form of pacey winger Ivan Alejo, reliable goalscorer Jaime Mata and shot stopper David Soria is a good player as well. I don't expect the physical style to change at all. I think the 4-4-2 will remain and I think the 4-4-2 will remain very, very effective. Thank you, Ewan. Next up for Real Madrid, it is a trip to Montilivi where they lost to Girona last season. Now, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you'll know we do a video on Fridays called Partidas or Predictions, where four members of the La Liga Lodan squad try to forecast the final score in one chosen game. Well, the Madrid-Hetafe match was the one this time around, and guess who got the answer right? Yes, it was our favourite Madrid-based Scotsman, Ewan McTeer. Let's see if we can keep it up. New video coming on Friday. So simply go to www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown or put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. Now, arguably, the fixture of match day one was the Monday night game at Mestalla as Valencia took on Atletico Madrid, the side to finish fourth and third respectively last season. A very open and exciting game finished on as even in front of just over 45,000 who were thoroughly entertained, including our man in the Valencian community, Paco Polit, who was at Mestalla. Hi, David. Indeed, match day one delivered a thriller in Mestalla with a hard-fought draw between both teams. Correa scored in the first half after a beautiful pass by Antoine Griezmann, but Rodrigo leveled the game with another excellent strike after juggling the ball with his chest. We could award one half to each team, with Valencia pressing much harder in the final stretch and Atleti physically tired after Wednesday's effort against Real Madrid. Marcelino, in fact, finished the game with Rodrigo, Gameiro and Basuagi, all three on top of the pitch, which sent a very ambitious message. Overall, 1-1, both teams left quite satisfied at the result, with a great atmosphere as always, and fans hoping that the transfer window will end with Rodrigo Moreno staying and Gonzalo Guedes landing back in Valencia once again. I think everyone does, right? I mean, we want him to say... Uh, I think we're we're having hope to have him as a center striker. So let's 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 hope for the best and to have Geddes back too. You know that would be great. Oh, we're very hopeful this season. I think it's going to be good for us. Uh, it's our centenary year, and uh, I like most of our signings, especially Kevin Gamero and Batsuaji. What do you think that they can do in the team? I think they're going to score lots of goals, but I think we should keep Rodrigo on the team. That's very important for Valencia, right? Of course it is. 
obviously I think everyone expects for them to be at least uh, classifying for Champions League again. I think we would sign to reach quarterfinals of the Champions League, being, being honest, because we are in the fourth uh, draw in the, in the whole uh, group stage, so you don't, it won't be easy to classify. Once we do, probably quarterfinals. Thank you, Paco. Well, Paco is both a Valencianista and a Granota, which means that he follows and has sympathy for both of the teams in the city of Valencia. And we know that he'll have been shouting at the TV after arguably the goal of the weekend. If you haven't seen it, look it up. José Luis Morales' superb solo effort to give Levante a 2-0 lead away to Rabetis, fancy by many, by the way, to do well this season. So many amazing things about this goal. The header to keep possession, the energy to carry the ball over the halfway line, the burst to create the space, the vision to latch onto Mark Bartra's attempted interception, the technique to slam on the brakes and put Sergio Canales on his backside, and the outside of the right boot finish. Just so good. Uh, that came after Roger Martí had snuck in to put Levante in front at the Benito Villamarín from close range. And then El Comandante, as he's known with his saluting celebration, Morales himself made it three. Not a bad result for a team with less than 23% possession. And it's now nine wins in 12 La Liga matches stretching back to March for Levante. Uh, their boss, Paco López, said that he took his hat off to his team for being so united and that that was the thing that impressed him so much. Despite Morales scoring goals like that before, it was his work as part Part of the collective which ultimately was the reason that they won but what about Betis well coach Kike Setien said they played with more authority than in the whole of pre-season and it's not normal for a team to have 25 shots and not score and that they hadn't had any luck but that that would come uh, well one of our exclusive interviews in the build-up to the season was with the Betis keeper Joel Robles who they signed from Everton this summer you can watch it on our YouTube channel so here is how go to youtube.com forward slash c forward slash La Liga lowdown or simply put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. Well, Joel spoke to us at length and he's also been impressed by the club's transfer business. Some of the likes of other keeper, Paulo Lopez and midfielders Takashi Nui and Sergio Canales for free. And in particular, sporting vice president Lorenzo Serra Ferrer comes in for praise. I think he's really intelligent. He signed three players, really, really good players. No CC in the, in the market to take now one player or three yeah. Uh, come to, to Everton yeah. because you have a lot of teams with money and, and you never know but I think uh, we have a very good team and we are ready to, to play the La Liga and fight to, for the top six well, don't forget that is on the La Liga Lowdown YouTube channel check it out as well as how Joel got on in our new feature the penalty paddle game uh, there's plenty more to come including focus on the European contenders and the relegation battle very shortly indeed 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. We are working our way through La Liga match day one. So who is in the race for Europe? Well, you might have heard in our season preview mini-pod last week that Villarreal could be a dark horse for fourth in La Liga, giving their already talented squad the business they've done, the return of Santi Gasorla playing his first competitive match in 668 days at home to Real Sociedad, but not if they defend like this. A Gerard Moreno it was who gave the home side the lead at the Estadio de la Ceramica with a very well-judged strike Picking the moment and his spot. Uh, and by the way, uh, we've chatted to Gerard as well before the season got underway. Check out our YouTube channel for that. Honestly, he is a top bloke. However, that aside, two gifts from Villarreal allowed La Real back into the game for a very cheap price. Jose Ramiro Funes Mori put in William Jose for the first and Alvaro González fell to clear for Juan Mee to score the second. Uh, Javi Calleja, the Villarreal head coach, rightly complained about the defensive errors but praised Casorla and his influence in their attacking play. So good to see him back. Uh, it's a winning start then for Asier Garitano, now the man in charge of Real Sociedad. He spoke about how important it is to take points away from home and he also hinted that the club's transfer business may not be done yet. Uh, having managed to convince Miguel Oyarzabal to resist the advances of Athletic Club and stay at Anoeta, there could yet be more incomings. The transfer window in Spain shuts on the 31st of August. Well, one club who've been pretty active is Sevilla, and that's both in the transfer market and also on the pitch. I remember their season started on the 26th of July, winning every game in Europa League qualifying, except the Supercopa to Barcelona. And so they arrived at Campo de Fútbol de Vallecas with miles in the legs already. And it looks like the savviest bit of business they've done is the one that hasn't cost a fee. Andre Silva joining on loan from AC Milan and promptly scoring a hat-trick. After Franco Vasquez had put the visitors ahead with a delicious back heel from a Pablo Saravia centre, the Portuguese had a couple of chances before getting on the score sheet after half an hour. His second came in first half stoppage time. Now, his hat-trick goal was the first ever VAR-assisted goal in La Liga. Mateo Laos, the referee, reversing his original decision for offside. And then VAR came into play again for Rayo's consolation with Adri Embarba, one of their only bright sparks, converting the penalty. Chris Darwin is our man in Andalusia. So Chris, all the focus on Andre Silva against Rayo Vallecano. What more do we know about him? Well, David, what do we know about Andre Silva? He was a player several sides were looking at in the transfer window, but it turns out that only Sevilla made a decisive move for him and what a move it has already turned out to be. The 22-year-old has already scored more goals for Sevilla than he manages an entire time at AC Milan and if the season stopped now, he'd end the season with more La Liga goals than me, you and Leo Messi combined. He's become the first La Liga player to score a hat-trick on his debut since Romario managed that all the way back for Barcelona in the 1993-94 season. A record amazingly not held by either of those other two we've spent a decade talking about. 
He's a clever signing for Pablo Machin, mainly because he's exactly that, clever. His movement is intelligent, and with Machin's emphasis on wide play, they need a front man that knows where and when to arrive. And on Rayo, it looks like they might be entertaining to watch, but not necessarily watertight at the back. What was the main issue with their play overall? Well... Rai have certainly nailed their pants to the flagpole already with this performance. They're going to play open, attacking football with minimal emphasis on the defensive side of the game and that really, really might not be the best idea for them. The thing is, they did have the ball in the back of the net early on, although it was ruled out for offside. Had that stood and with Rio's initial attacking energy at the start of the game, who knows how the first half might have actually gone. The flame burned out quite quickly as they struggled to contain Sarabia and Escudero down the flanks and Michel refused to adjust their game plan. Now Michel, the Raya head coach, has surely got to look at his approach before their next game, which is away to Atletico Madrid on Saturday. Cheers, Chris. So Rayo are one promoted team, but what about the others? Let's talk about Huesca, first-timers in our league, tipped by so many to go straight back down. And yet they managed to come away from Ipurua, the only ground in Spain's top division, which is smaller than theirs, with all three points. It was a superb solo goal from Alex Gallar to give Huesca the lead, jinking from inside right into the box, pulling Eibar the defenders this way and that before nutmegging Marco Dimitrić with his shot. The second was a little fortuitous with Gallar floating in a free kick, which Juan Hernández tried to glance with his head, but he didn't make contact, so it went straight in. Eibar's consolation came from Gonzalo Escalante, turning home a driven centre from Ruben Peña, but the equaliser never arrived. So a memorable day for Huesca and also for Alex Gallar, who just five seasons ago was in Tercera División, the Spanish fourth tier. He later tweeted that it was an unforgettable afternoon and it's difficult on days like these not to look back and get emotional. Too right, Alex. Not that there was much emotion or really any action for Real Valladolid's return to La Liga at Montilivi against last season's first time as Girona. The away side came for a point and they got it. Uh, this was the first game of the weekend on Friday night. It didn't set the world alight, especially as Valladolid were happy to just soak up the pressure. Keeper Jordi Masip was called into an early save from a free kick, but otherwise he saw the efforts of Ade Benitez and Cristian Suani go off target. Girona did want it more under new boss El Serio Sacristan, turning back into a team who played with four at the back. There is more to come from Girona. It was a battle of two Argentine coaches in the Basque country. Toto Berizzo taking charge of Athletic Club. Mauricio Pellegrino back in Spanish football with Leganes. A day of many young debuts too, including keeper Unai Simon for Athletic after Kepa's move to Chelsea. And also Peruno Lascoain, a 19-year-old attacking midfielder. Now we know how important the academy is at Athletic and they seem to have produced two more gems here. Some say Unai Simon could be even better than Kepa. And Olascoain scored the game's opener, a near-post header, the first Athletic player to score on debut since Markel Susayeta in 2007. The lead lasted only six minutes though. Jonathan Silva firing in a deflected shot for the equaliser. The game really dropped in quality in the second half. Plenty of fouls. Athletic dominating possession but not cutting through. Leganes struggling to keep the ball until the host turned the screw and finally broke through Iker Bunein from close range in the 93rd minute. Final score 2-1 Athletic. Allegra will feel hard done by, but if Pellegrino can do with them what he did with Alaves, they'll be absolutely fine. And now whilst Athletic Club and Leganes both have new coaches, it's the same for Celta Vigo and Espanyol who played out a 1-1 draw at Balaidos. Antonio Mohamed for Celta, Rubí for Los Pericos. The away side's opener from Mario Hermoso was very well taken. Super chest control and a strike on the half volley that Diego Lopez couldn't keep out. But what a ball from Celta's Junior Alonso making his debut at left-back to force the error from Davi Lopez and an own goal 
goal. And no, Yago Aspas, you didn't get the final touch. The ball was already over the line. Got to make sure, though. A probably a fair result. La Liga lowdowns. Alex Johnson was at Baleidos. And here are her full-time thoughts. First off, it's been extremely warm here in Vigo. More than 30 degrees Celsius for most of the match. They even needed to have two water breaks. Afterwards, Espanol coach Ruby noted that even if he was happy with the overall performance, the heat had prevented his side from finding the right spark. The atmosphere was lively. A lot of Celta fans excited to have La Liga back, although one person who wasn't welcomed back with open arms is Borja Iglesias. He'd been in Celta's B team since 2013 and left this summer for Espanyol. So he was whistled when leaving the pitch, but it didn't seem to bother him, saying, I defended the Celta shirt to death. Everyone has a right to their opinion, but I have a clear conscience. Celtic coach Antonio Mohamed was very pleased with some of his new signings, especially Fran Beltran, who according to the Celtic boss was their best player. He was less impressed by Brianna's sister, who he says has to improve, and you could definitely say that Daniel Vaz was missed in that midfield. So Espanyol should be the happier team after this encounter. Cheers, Alex. We'll see how those two sides continue to shape under their new bosses. Uh, Don't forget, we've got another exclusive interview coming up this week, and we can now reveal that it is with an Espanyol player who did quite well at Balaidos over the weekend, midfielder Mark Roca. He's an academy graduate who made his debut in August 2016 and later that year signed a six-year contract with the club. We've been speaking with Mark and playing the penalty paddle game as well. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. Okay, before we go, time for your three-word verdicts on the weekend. We always ask for this over on Twitter as the match day progresses. Uh, here's what you've all come up with. Barcelona, first of all. So, Guler underscore PK went for Messi, still Messi. Uh, while Lewis has said, under the wall, referring to that fantastic free kick. Onto the Real Madrid side of things. Tapiwa Musa chose Asensio Bale goal with emoji hands pointing in between. Uh, fair enough, didn't say you couldn't use emojis. Uh, and Brian Miller chose Hetafe still dirty. <laughs> a historic Weskin highlight is the suggestion from Matthew Clark, who's obviously fond of alliteration. Uh, our squad have got involved too. Ewan says, Betis gonna Betis. And from that same game at the Benito Villa Marin, Roman's verdict is simply Jose Luis Morales. Yeah, what a game he had. Uh, but Sam Leverage sums it all up with a sentiment that I think we all agree with. Football is back. Uh, right then, that's about it. But just to remind you, that's on Twitter. We are at La Liga Lowdown. So come hang out with us on social media. You can also search for La Liga Lowdown on YouTube to see all our videos, including our new trailer out Wednesday, featuring all of the squad and our exclusive interview with Espanol midfielder Mark Rocker on Thursday. Subscribe and enable notifications so that you don't miss out on that. Our website houses all of our material in one place. That's www.laligalowdown.com. And don't forget that if you're listening to this as a podcast, make sure you're an amazingly good person and give us a five-star rating. That's your La Liga Lowdown. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.